When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Married at First Sight, season 17, episode 14. Hi, busy girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm alive. I've gotten back into the swing of things. Can you believe that it's going to be 70 degrees over here? Of course it will be, when I will not be there. By the time I get there, I'll be back to the 40s. (laughs) I'm just like, they were talking about it at work, and they were like, it's going to be 70 degrees. Actually, today was a little warm, and I was just like, what is going on? I mean, I know what's going on. It's global warming, but, you know, it's very strange. I've been checking the weather app because it will destroy everything if it snows in D.C. next week. For my purposes. So I've been like, I mean, it can be cold, but it can't snow. So far, so good. But yeah, it definitely says the 40s. The 40s. Yeah, that's good. It's been like in the 20s, 30s. So I'll take it. (laughs) All right. um, Any housekeeping? Yes, we got a little bit going on. So this week we put on our Patreon that Sister Wives, the Christine's Wedding episode, it's up, ready for you to go listen. Um, our episode will be uh, delayed next week. By this time, I feel like you guys are probably used to it. Um, after Party will be on Patreon for this episode. Um, pretty good, pretty good. I don't know why Chloe was not wearing pink. She needs to explain herself. Uh <laughs> And then she doesn't. I'm actually quite annoyed by it. Like, what is this thing? Like, I don't know why you're wearing pink. So when I saw she wasn't wearing pink, I'm like, you know what? Fair. (laughs) At one point, I was like, were they wearing pink for Chloe? Um, Anyway, I'm just like, can you be a conformist and wear the pink that I've been enjoying? (laughs) Uh, Valentine's Day is coming. And with that, a new season of Love is Blind. And I plan to watch. Do you? I, what kind of question is that? <laughs> like, come on. I'm in reality trash garbage. I'm watching everything. But how are you feeling about it? Are you excited? Like, after the trash that was given to us last season? You can only go up from here. I have a very short memory. At the end of the day, I think the Love is Blind concept is perfect. And I'm ready to watch a new season and hope that there are better results. Yeah, I mean... That's a good way to look at it. 
the concept really is one of the best things. I do have it on my list to watch Love is Blind Sweden. It's just hard to watch um, subtitles. I can't multitask, so I always have to, like, dedicate my time to know, like, I'm just going to watch just that. But, yeah, can't get enough of Love is Blind. And at the end of the day, Lydia and Milton are still together. Still shocks me every time. (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) We will be covering Love is Blind on Patreon. Uh, so watch out for it. In a, I mean, it'll be here before you know it, like in a couple weeks. I know. Like time is going by so fast before you know it, it's going to be here. So join our Patreon so you don't miss it. So Tane, what's going on with the maths people out there? Honestly, nothing is still happening over there. But one thing I wanted to bring up. So we've talked about the whole Olajuwon and Katina thing. And last week we were like, we hope this gives her the closure. So I'm going through trying to find things that are going on. And I see that Katina is on vacation. And I see water and I see sand. And then I shiver a little bit because we all know all the pictures Katina and Olajuwon always share. They're always on vacation together. So I'm like, nah, they're probably not on vacation together. But then I go to Olajuwon's page and Olajuwon has also posted a beach picture. But I'm like, nah, (laughs) nah, like surely, surely this cannot be. So basically I don't have an update. I just have a speculation that I hope is absolutely completely wrong. But I don't have faith that I'm completely wrong. Because after this, if she even goes back, what else is there to say? Um, There's nothing to say. I, 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 at that point, you just know that they're, you know, they're doing this for I don't know what reason. But you can't be posting and then expect us to believe that you're acting honestly or in good faith. <laughs> because there's also the other option we keep talking about. Do your foolishness, but you don't need to post. <laughs> it's, a, it's always an option. I don't know why more people don't take it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all I got. And hopefully more activity will happen and I will give you guys more updates. But until then, this is all I have. We will be right back to talk about this week's episode. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, 
there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule, and Grapefruit Paloma, which happens to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we are back. So, Aid, how did we feel about this Michael and Chloe episode? It was basically them. Oh, yes. At, At a certain point, I realized we were... Everything that was going to happen was just going to be about them and their wedding. Even the other couples, it's about their interactions at this wedding. I actually really enjoyed it. I was like, they should do this more often. Um, <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Um, I mean, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was like, oh, great. But it was kind of nice to just have an hour and a half dedicated to a wedding and everything is done. Like a one and done. It's not like it was dragged out or anything. So it was, um, and it's also something we've never seen before. So it was kind of refreshing just to see some, see things in a different um, way. So diving straight into the episodes, the it starts with Becca and Austin heading off to Philly to see his grandma. So we basically never see them again for the rest of the episodes. So they're non-existent here. So Michael is doing a selfie saying that he's optimistic about the wedding we see Pastor Cal give us a little intro about how a second time is scary. And we also see that everyone is coming, even the divorcees. So this is where the scene that you were talking about, Aid, that um, we see Lauren and Orion later on. This is it. But honestly, why would they want the divorcees there? <laughs> I mean, I get it, but okay. I don't want all that bad juju at my <laughs> wedding <laughs> what did you think i mean before we see how it played out when you found out that the divorcees were going to be there what did you think i mean i was excited because once again we haven't seen this again before so i was like oh good lauren and orion are gonna come too along with everybody else <laughs> so chloe says that she's feeling every emotion possible and her biggest hope is that she gets to the end of the aisle and she feels excitement and joy um this was a moment where i realized that oh we didn't talk about it i know you and ali talked about it but the choice not to tell her that he'd been dumped at the altar 
before, which in retrospect was a good idea. <laughs> she, I, yeah, I believe that that was a good choice. And I don't actually think it was that deceptive. Um, sometimes what you don't know can't hurt you. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Um, it didn't take us up to five minutes before Chloe starts talking about being a recovering perfectionist because they have decided, you know, I don't even fully believe that she's a recovering perfectionist. They just had to find a flaw and they just told her, you just gotta, you know, dig deep with this thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I've been seeing a lot of people say that Chloe is an actress and while I know I said last week that I know I find her annoying and she's like a Hallmark card and all that, I don't think I go as far as to think that she's an actress. I don't think she's an actress. I, I was kind of surprised a little bit at the things people had to say about Chloe this week. <laughs> Basically, I was like, why are these people so hateful? <laughs> I mean, I can see why she's annoying. <laughs> Anyways, she says that as a recovering perfectionist, that she hasn't been raw and vulnerable and emotionally available as is required to have a healthy, happy marriage, but she's letting go of all the control. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you met someone who hasn't been raw, hasn't been vulnerable, hasn't been emotionally available, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, this is a good candidate. But she says she's letting go, so... Let's see. She says <laughs> she says she hopes that he likes dogs and she just wants him to be authentically himself. We see Michael with his groomsman and he has a new groomsman who wasn't there the first time. And we find that out because he tells him, hey, you weren't here the first time around. I don't know. That made me laugh. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit of like a head spin that they were in the exact same room. <laughs> That was, and the thing is, he wasn't in that room. I recall before the marriage didn't happen. That was the room he went to after, and they're like, yeah. "Let's just stick him in there again." I was a little disturbed by that. <laughs> I didn't notice. So he says he has had more time to mentally reevaluate. They make us hear him wax poetic for a long time. That's another thing him and Chloe have in common. They just <laughs> so optimistic, and they go on and on and on with with platitudes and whatever. So um, Chloe shares that a year or two ago, this wouldn't have been on the table for her because her perfectionism has dictated her choices. Then we also have to hear her wax poetic about being a recovering perfectionist again. Mm. And she shares a story about how she traveled with her friends last year and there was an empty chair in Vegas. And she was like, next time we're together, me and my partner will be there. She took a picture of the empty chair and we actually see the picture. And now it's crazy to think that she's about to get married. Like, okay. So Mike says that um, the first time he wanted to be understated, but this time he's doing the inverse. Is that correct English? Shouldn't it be reverse? Mm, No, I think inverse is right. Okay. The inverse is the opposite of whatever he did before, so I think you got it right. Oh, I was thinking reverse, but okay. So he says again, that he's an acquired taste and we see that he's wearing a pink suit, which I will say was actually nice. I liked it. I'm glad. <laughs> I loved it. I don't, the thing is I can't love it for everybody. 
But all it made me think is I wish she would have picked that dress. They would have matched so well, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, no, I, I actually said it would have been hilarious if she showed up in her pink dress, but that would have just been a reiteration of Trista's wedding from The Bachelorette that was just pink, pink everywhere. That would have been too much. So he says that, you know, she doesn't need to be eccentric. And Orion and Brennan suddenly come in to see him. And this filled me with annoyance. I'm like... Michael had the audacity to ask two checked out men what it's like after the wedding, that he doesn't know what that's like. And on top of that, Brennan has the audacity to say, ride the process. Don't try to fight it. And Orion is like, it gets tough, but as long as you're open, the sky's the limit. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You guys are just giving advice that you don't follow. So ugh, that really annoyed me. I literally thought to myself, I just don't think these two are the best candidates. It's very unfortunate that Austin and Becca were not available to attend this wedding when they're the only people who should be having any conversations with the prospective bride and groom at all. I don't know. Production should have brought out their wallet. Like, what can we do to move <laughs> your flight? Like, is it an event? Is it a 100th birthday party? If not, move this flight to another weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Brennan, you know, Brennan is an equal opportunity sourpuss because he really looked like he didn't want to be there. He was just there. Just, yeah, whatever you need from us, we're here for you. Orion says that he's supporting him, but there's sadness in the air and he's nervous to see Lauren again, as you should. Chloe wears her dress and we see that she's wearing, um, pink Converse as her shoes. So I kind of like that too. No heels, no nothing. She's going to be comfortable. I loved it. I was like, I think we're supposed to, or maybe it was just me, like kind of have this idea of Chloe as like a prissy uptight person. And then she does things like wears Converse to her wedding. And I'm like, no, I think you're more chill than I thought you were. She is she chill. Converse. Remember, remember she didn't want a wedding and she wanted to elope and she just likes things low key. That's what she said, but... I, I wasn't sure if I believed her. Uh, <laughs> but when you show up to your wedding in pink converse, I do truly believe that you might be a low-key person. Okay. So we see that Michael sends her a gift. It's in a Tiffany bag. And, wait, why are you laughing? Okay, not to skip ahead. But later on, she said she's not materialistic. I was like, girl, I saw you with that Tiffany's bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> It's a gold diamond necklace. And I'm like, okay, Michael must be making bank because I can't remember the gift that he got. It was a bracelet that he got for the first wife. It wasn't cheap either. I mean, he, he was able to return it, but still. Um, and we see that she gives him cufflinks and he's like, oh, I have to wear it. Whether it matches or not, I have to wear it immediately. And she also does the same. She wears the necklace because she changed. She was wearing like a really a louder necklace and it was heavier. And then the one he, she gave him, he gave her was like a dainty necklace or whatever. And she changed to that. So I always I appreciate when couples do that, when they get a gift from their spouse and they immediately put it on them. I appreciate that. So then Chloe starts getting nervous and she's like shaking. And then we see Michael walk in and he's worried about her reaction when she finds out what happened. 
at this point, I am thinking I did not see any parents or family. Then Chloe's mom walks in and meets her with her friends that we've met before. And then Chloe tells us that her dad is battling health issues. So it means a lot to her that her mom is walking her down the aisle. Then I start thinking about Michael and I'm like, I don't think we got any of that because the season immediately started with Michael being jilted at the altar. And I I don't think we heard anything about his parents, but we're going to find out later about his dad. But I don't know what the story is with his mom or sister that he spoke about. Mm -hmm. So not sure what is going on on there. As Michael walks in, you can't miss Claire's voice. I heard Claire saying, oh, it's a good sign that they are wearing pink. And which is uh, her bridesmaids. Her bridesmaids are wearing pink. So it's a good sign because he's also wearing pink. You could tell Michael was nervous because he was going on and on about his hair and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I also didn't understand why they made the divorced or contentious couples sit on her side since they're Michael's friends. So I don't know what the thought process was for that. <laughs> so Chloe comes in. They both smile, and he immediately tells her she looks beautiful. You know how we always say, no matter what you're feeling, thinking, anything, as soon as you meet your wife, you give her a compliment. He does that, and they do all the intros, and they say Chloe's adventurous, she's witty, she's compassionate and caring, she has a passion for her dogs, and I think her maid of honor was like, she has the brain, beauty, and boobies. And I think Michael is like, I'm trying not to stare. (laughs) Um, they show a little bit of the couples and honestly, to me, Lauren looked like she didn't want to be there. Ah, yes, yes. But I'm like, why would she want to be at someone else's wedding? Some few weeks after her own wedding in the same location really did work out. Facts. Like, I don't, (laughs) I still think it's cruel and unusual punishment to tell these people. They have to be there. Um... They read Michael's intros, like Michael grew up in LA and that's how he found his sense of fashion. And it may be a struggle to find room for her clothes, but he's a massive animal lover, which is something else they share in common. They read their vows to each other. And she says, looking in his eyes, he feels like home and she is sure that he is her person. I'm like, hmm, this is nice, but um, you just met. I don't, I don't know. It just didn't feel <laughs> like somebody somebody you just met. I just was caught up in all of it. I was like, they're actually getting married. They're holding hands. This man says something about his soft hands. Um, I just I just thought that they were so cute and I was swept up in all of it. That's how they get us. Everyone's wedding was cute. Emily and Orion, I mean Orion and Lauren were great. And we were all like, oh yeah. And look what happened. Eh. I I think there's... I, I, when they were... Well, first off, she showed up. So as far as Michael's concerned, he's made more progress. Um, <laughs> and she stayed. So she didn't run out the door. So, you know, he's in better shape than he was before. Yeah, we'll see. Like Aid mentioned, they're holding hands. From the very beginning, she was like, give me your hands. And even when she read her vows, she still made him hold hands with the one hand. That was um, free, so they were holding hands the entire time up until they pronounced them husband and wife. 
when they say you may kiss your bride, he says, may I? She's like, yes. And yay, they kiss. So I think this is the first season that all of the couples kissed. Oh, so not that I mean, that has yeah. meant anything for success, but you know. Exactly. I mean, they're not going to have <laughs> sex, but uh, they kissed. No sex, but we'll kiss. So Chloe says she's finally a wife and she is attracted to her husband. And Michael says he couldn't have hoped for a better experience and he likes her tone. So it's time for their first chat and they're talking. And she said that the experts nailed it, that she wanted someone with a beautiful heart. Michael says there are three tenets that he communicated that he wanted, that he's glad that she has. And she's like, okay, which are? He's like intelligence, silliness, and sweetness. Michael tells her some of the people that she didn't know that that were on her side are the other couples. And then he tells her the whole thing that happened. And I'm like, is she really surprised? Like, does she really have no idea of the timeline of the wedding? I think she probably knew something had happened, but she didn't know exactly what had happened. Okay. And I also think that Michael picked the perfect time to tell her. I think even before I said, this is the time when he should tell her. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. So it was a good, uh, it was a good, because that's the other question was like, when was he going to tell her? But he quickly reassures her and tells her that their journey is unique and she's not receiving a broken man. And She's like, um, she says that what is meant for us will never pass us. Oh, God. They really match each other. (laughs) You know, I feel like we have to explore that phrase. (laughs) Okay. First off, I just don't think it's really all that true. Tell that to Keisha. It's one of those things that, like, you tell yourself to make yourself feel better about whatever happened. What is meant to be will be. <laughs> I mean, you don't have a choice about it. I mean, because yeah. then it doesn't happen. So it doesn't even matter if it was meant to be or meant not to be. Whatever is, is. I don't yeah. know if that was really English, but. <laughs> and you'll never know. I, I will say, though, this. That other girl was never meant to be Michael's wife because she didn't marry him. So, I, you know. <laughs> At this point, I didn't even know if he had noticed that she was wearing pink shoes. I just wanted her to share, like, oh, did you notice my pink shoes? That would have just been something else that they had in common. So they said they like each other. They're into each other. Um, These are the couples that are discussing. I'm sorry. So the disgruntled couples are all coming out together <laughs> in, in the, what do you call it? The driveway of the church. They have like this path that they walk from the reception to the church or whatever. So they're all standing in there. And then all of them agree that, oh, they seem so cute. They liked each other. They were into each other. And then Emily suddenly blurted out like, eh, their vows were vanilla. I'm like, what? I thought it was funny. (laughs) Really? I mean, in the sense that this is what we get for finally people getting to go to each other's wedding. I mean, she didn't say her dress was ugly. She just said she didn't love the vows. I thought... Sometimes I find Emily pretty amusing. I just, was it something you had to say? Because, okay, so between the whole thing that happened at After Party and all that, Emily has been getting my side eye because I'm remembering how I felt about her in the beginning when they first started. And it's like shades of that are kind of, like there's some, 
there's like a shade of immaturity that she possesses. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not terrible. It's just like, but did you have to say that though? Like, to what end? I don't know. It was. She didn't say it in front of him. It doesn't matter. It was just, just a you know, in front of cameras on national television. In the middle of everyone saying, oh, they were so nice. It was Susie. It was almost like, yeah, I need to throw a wrench in this. It was vanilla. Okay. Um, everyone's talking except one person, Brennan. I'm like, hello, Brennan, are you there? So Chloe and Michael come out to meet them and they he introduces them. They welcome her. They say, welcome to the group. I'm like, what group? Y'all are done. There's only like one and a half couples left. (laughs) (laughs) They start introducing themselves. And Claire says, oh, my husband is not here today, but you get to meet him? I said, huh? (laughs) I mean, look, this is where I'm going to give our old couples credit. Now, why you would, you know, throw in two and a half broken couples into these people's wedding day, not just to be there, but to also participate and talk to them. I'm glad that they made a pact. Like, we're not going to tell them all of our business. <laughs> we're not going to tell them how bad things are going. We're just going to be like, yeah, my husband's not here today. <laughs> mm, okay. Chloe says she feels like she found her match when she saw the pink. Um. So after meeting the group and all that kind of stuff, they go back in to take pictures. And she introduces him to her mom. And... I get what they were trying to do, but I didn't like that they made them talk with the other couples during their first chat. I just felt like it was their time. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't a big deal. Like maybe after the reception, something, but you know how every couple gets first chat, first whatever, but they had to stop that to go talk to the other couples and it just let them have their moment. Every other couple had their own moment, you know? That's just how I feel. I don't know. I thought it made for good television for them to beat the other couples right after they got married. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When they're done with the inside pictures, they go outside to take some pictures. And maybe it's just me, but Chloe's eyes looked like she was tipsy. She had a couple glasses of champagne, didn't she? She'd been drinking from the (laughs) (laughs) get-go. And I also don't know why they didn't touch up her makeup. Like, she needed more lip touch-up. Like, it faded and all that, and she was about to take pictures. So I was like, oh, why didn't they touch up? Um, She asked about his tattoos, and this is where we learned that his dad died when he was 14, and he has two other tattoos that represent his mom and his sister, and she's like, I like your commitment level. And Chloe's like, she feels very comfortable with him. Their pictures were adorable. They looked like they were having fun taking them. They looked very natural for people who just met that day. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, up until, I mean, for, this will last a whole episode. They just really seem into each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to give them credit that they're into each other, but honestly, I feel like we felt that way about all the other couples. Yeah, but you know what? The ones who have worked out have been really into each other from the beginning. No one is going to dim my shine until these two decide to do so. I don't know. They're already trying to dim our shine because next week she's like, I can't do this. And I'm like, what What could it possibly be that would be the fake out on this? But yeah. I don't trust those previews. I've seen everything. So I am just sitting in my little happy love bubble, if you will, um, <laughs> until something ruins it. Okay, Teresa. 
All right, we'll be right back to talk more about this wedding. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. And Chloe and Michael are walking into their wedding reception. I like the long tables. Let's get rid of round tables. Let's do beautiful long tables. (laughs) so they sit down and they're doing the tap glass thing michael he's watched an episode or two of of a maps wedding because he's like and she apparently has two because he's like oh we're supposed to kiss and she goes lay one on me baby and i'm like they're so dang cute um wait i'm I'm sorry you think like the only way they'd know what the clinking on the glasses is from maps we've been through this a few times tane no one knows this okay all right (laughs) Or, you know what? Let me retract my statement. I didn't know. Therefore, other people might not know. They're like almost 40. I'm sure that they have encountered this in their life. But let's go in maths. I don't want to move us to a love bubble. They learned from a few episodes of maths. Okay. So we, you know, have to go back to these broken, miserable people. So Emily's all like, oh, they're cute. Then we have the Orion and Lauren of it all. Ryan asked Lauren how she's been. She said she's been starting yoga, meditation, sound baths, and it feels good. He asked how she's been emotionally, and she says up and down. Um, so Orion's like, so I really would like for us to converse. And she reassures him that she doesn't have any lingering animosity. I could go through everything they said. They just have another therapy session together where they use a lot of the therapy words. She was Mm -hmm. triggered from her past relationships. She doesn't have childhood trauma, but she has relationship trauma. He's been to therapy and the therapist asked him, oh, like, when did you decide you didn't want to be in a house basically where people yelled? And he talked about his mom and other women in his life and the relationships they had. You know, I I try not to like see anything before we record, but I saw something that said that they were glad Orion and Lauren were gone because they're exhausting. And I'm like, this whole conversation was exhausting. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> and it was just back for two people that were in eggshells. They were doing like a delicate dance, especially when he was like growing up and growing up in an abusive household. I'm like, where are we going with this? Then he now said, not that I'm saying that's what you did. And Lauren is like, oh, thank you for saying that because where are we headed with that? My takeaway before they started the conversation, sorry, was he asked Lauren, so how has it been going back? And she's like, oh, it's been nice going back to my schedule. And Claire is like, same. I'm like, they didn't ask you, boo. Like, why are you in the conversation? Then I think she's like, oh, yeah, she's like, same. And then Lauren, uh, Orion is like, yeah, then he started asking her more questions. Then I think she realized, uh oh. Then she turned around and and I was like, yeah, I don't think I should be part of this. I'm like, you don't care about what you're doing. And also, she was drinking an iced coffee at a wedding. It's a long day, it's a long shooting day. At the end of this very exhausted conversation, he asked for a hug and they hug. And I didn't care even a little bit. (laughs) 
I thank God that those two are not together anymore. Can you imagine a whole lifetime of those types of conversations? Oh, no. I don't pray that for anybody. Nope. They were not meant to be together. So now, see some, oh, sorry, I, I know we always talk about like if we had to do a redo or whatever. And honestly, since Michael has done it a second time, if we had to do a redo, I think I would have Lauren on my roster of people that should do a second chance. Married at first sight. Hmm. I feel like if, well, okay. I don't have any feelings about a redo because I know they'll probably never do it. Or maybe they will. Considering the success of somewhat the success in that they really revitalized the season by having this episode, maybe that'll inspire them to do more redos. It's all hypothetical. I'm just, I don't think they're actually going to do it. I'm just like, if they ever did on my hypothetical list, I think Lauren would be a good candidate. Okay. So we see like a little bit of wedding festivities for reasons I can't, someone has roller skates. Um, oh, really? I'm just like, and that, they showed the person with roller skates multiple times. And I'm like, first off, who brings roller skates to a wedding? Secondly, does the venue have insurance for someone to be on roller skates on the dance floor? <laughs> These are questions. Um, but then we see that Chloe's going to sit down with the girls. I am worried. I am scared. I am like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they talk about how she's glad that she wore Converse. Um, then we see it's a back and forth because Michael is also hanging out with Brennan and Orion. And Brennan says to Michael, man, I miss you. I didn't know they were that great of friends. Um, <laughs> the way he said it was like, man, I really miss you. <laughs> they ask if the whole marriage one thing weighs on him. He's like, I'm I'm good. Um, the girls ask Chloe, like, in hearing what happened for the first time, like, why um she she said the only thing she's concerned about is like why the experts didn't see her as a match, like for the first round. And Emily's like, No, y'all are a good match. I would never think of it of being overlooked. See, Emily's shit talking vows, but she's not bad. Um Claire talks about how Michael and he's so committed that he wanted to do it again and that Chloe has such good energy. I hate to say this, but Claire has been, Claire has a way of centering herself when it's not about her that kind of drives me crazy. I cannot disagree. It's a bit of an unfair accusation in this context, but somehow when Claire seems to be talking about other people, it still seems to be all about Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe says that she asked for a good man and Lauren says, you've got one. I'm like, you met this dude five weeks ago. What do you mean? How do you know? I think they hung out like off camera and all that stuff because he did hang out. He was there before they went to their honeymoon. They were there in between, I guess they kept meeting up. I don't know. Fair enough. Once again, like Brennan and Orion have advice for Michael. (laughs) And Brennan says something absolutely fascinating. He's like, ideally, the experts matched you with somebody where all the big obstacles are not a factor. And you can just have little obstacles. And you can go through those speed bumps and overcome that. Wow, that came from Brennan? That came from Brennan. Wow. They talk a lot about you have your own journey. Don't compare it. The right way is your way. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Just do you. Chloe tells the girls that there's a comfort level already and maybe she's leaning into being comfortable with him. And Claire says your emotions will be up and down and all of that. Just be on each other's team. Uh, Claire also says that Michael is a well-rounded guy. 
And Emily says, don't forget to have fun. Um, Michael asks Orion and Brennan, like, what do they think? And they do this very cute thing where they play out uh, Chloe and Michael holding hands at the altar. And Orion says, just with that alone, he decided she was there for the right reasons and that they're going to have a great time. Look, I don't care that all these people are halfway to divorce. I really appreciate that they showed up to this wedding with nothing but positive energy for Michael and Chloe. Yeah, we can appreciate that. I just think it's unfair to them. It has to hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, guys, we'll be right back. So they cut the cake. He like rubs cake on her arm. He licks it off. She rubs cake on his face. They just look, look, they do look very comfortable together. Mm -hmm. They kiss a lot. Claire, later on, it's dance time, it's party time. She's telling us that just seeing Michael and Chloe, it brings her to a space of reflection. It's strange to be here without Cameron and being here with what the experts wanted for her. But she then goes to the side, calls Cameron and leaves him a message and tells him to call her when she can. And she talks about how she and Cameron have a beautiful friendship um, but then she goes back and says that she hasn't talked to him all day to Lauren. I don't know what friendship these people have. And Lauren's like, oh, he's probably just sleeping and resting. We don't know how long it's been since he had his um, surgery. But not a lot of time, clearly. I just don't understand this obsession to be in Cameron's life. <laughs> it's true. I just, this man is not checking for you. That's why you haven't heard from him. That's why he sent Leave you the voicemail. Yeah, leave him alone. She's like, I just miss you. I just, you sent him away. Um, I don't even know what, I, there's nothing more I can add to what Tate said. (laughs) Claire and Orion, I'm sorry, Claire and Lauren and Emily have a conversation. They reminisce about, you know, their wedding days, but they also talk about their present circumstances. And Emily says that she and Brennan are working on having fun. So it's good they're at this wedding so they can have fun. We'll find out more about that later. (laughs) Michael has like a one-on-one with Carla, who is Chloe's mom and Cesar and a bridesmaid, Amanda, and another bridesmaid whose name I didn't catch. Cesar asks Michael if he feels married. And he says, yes. Um, He thinks he could light up a room pretty well. I'm like, Sorry, guys. I've been watching a lot of Dateline. You do not want to light up a room. That's how you become a murder victim. So Edgar, Eric, and Danny are with Chloe, and they're asking her questions. They're like, so what do you think about his style? She's like, she loves it. It's what she's been waiting for. You guys, I'm sure this was a surprise to all of us. Because Michael's style is definitely a take it or leave it. I had no idea which direction Chloe was going in. I'm surprised that Chloe likes Michael's style. Why? I think I'm, like it might not be for everyone, but honestly, the um, the suit was nice. Like if I met Michael for the first time in that suit, yes, I would think he was a tryhard. But I mean, we're not all perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a better look than if I walked out. Well, I was gonna say the crown and the scepter, but she gave him that. But yeah. So one friend, I don't know their names yet, but I'm sure I'll learn. Asks. So if he came to you and wanted to spend a thousand dollars on shoes, <laughs> what, what, what would your reaction be? And she's like, well, I'm a minimalist who likes Tiffany's. Um, 
the joy that people get from things she doesn't get. But she was very happy about that, Tiffany's. Uh, she wants him to have joy. So if it gives him joy to buy the $1,000 shoes, she's basically all for it. One of the friends makes a joke about how, no, we were hoping you would turn, tone him down in that sense. That was funny. <laughs> I'd like to see them actually face something like that when they have that conversation about finances. Because it's one thing if you want to buy, it's like the whole Merla thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't tell someone what to do with their money, but <laughs> you're a There's no but. You just can't tell somebody what to If, if everything's no. fully funded, you can't tell somebody what to do with their money. No, I mean, like, realistically, what her reaction would be since she keeps telling us she's a minimalist, she's a perfectionist, she's a bubba, she's a whateverist. I'd be curious to see what that would be like. <laughs> but at least, you know, at least she's not like Mitch, where the wedding, okay, allegedly she doesn't want a wedding, but she didn't go on and on about, oh, this is too much. I don't want to do this. This is too this. She just went along with it. Mitch didn't let us hear the last of it. I don't want makeup. I don't want this. The environment is dying. And da, 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 da. So at least she's not to that level. She doesn't swing that hard. I will say this. Based on what Chloe's told us and what we've seen, I am looking forward to getting to know Chloe. Sure. A minimalist that wanted to wear a poofy pink dress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michael <laughs> tells her mom and her friends about girl number one. Cesar was like, that must have been hard. And Michael says it was a good test of character. And he talks about how she made the best decision for her. Cesar is in love with Michael for this. Cesar like shakes his hand, pats his back, like, oh my God, you're so amazing that you got abandoned and then you decided to do this again. <laughs> I was actually like, I was a little bit surprised by Cesar's reaction, but okay. Why? Cesar has been over the top. Like, I can see why he and Chloe are friends. They're cast in the same Hallmark movie. <laughs> like, he's been over the top since we met him. Uh, the friends ask Chloe, like, so what do you think of girl one? And she, that's what I'm referring to her as. She says she's, like, focusing on his feelings, but she's glad no one told her because she wouldn't have continued. She's like, I know he's moved on, but it, it still must have hurt him a lot. And she hoped that he has healed. And his friends are like, he's very cerebral. He thinks a lot. So basically the past few weeks, he's put a lot of time and effort into thinking this through and he's healed. They talk about how smart he is. Then they have a wonder. This I'm telling you, this is the kind of thing that I'm like, I just love these two. So they try to make it a whole thing. Like, do they want kids? We find out from Chloe. She doesn't want biological children. She tells us there are 450,000 kids in foster care. She wants one of those. We go to Michael and it's like a big da da da. Does Michael want kids? And since Tate and I did watch the matchmaking special, we don't know. <laughs> um, and he's, he, look, Michael doesn't want kids, but he's, I like the way his mind works. He's like, I don't really want kids, but if I marry someone and they want kids, I'll get on board. That is Michael's philosophy. It's not a bad way to live. It's the fact that you made it seem like Michael simply just said, I don't want kids. He doesn't talk like a regular person. I haven't been emotionally drawn to having... I was like, just say you don't want kids. <laughs> no, but honestly, it was a good setup because I was like, have the experts struck again? Because this is pretty major. If she does not want kids and he does, where do you go from here? So it was very nice. And he's like, I'll take him anyway. 
fostering, adoption. Well, I don't care. Her friend is so happy. And I know why. Like, you know, it can be kind of hard to find somebody to feel, to think and feels that way. She is crying. She's hugging him. She's like, thank God. You're a man who seems pretty ambivalent about children, just like my friend. Yeah. Which begs the question, why was she not picked the first time? <laughs> and I also think this is a, a whatchamacallit. No, they're divorced now, so maybe not a great. But Jamie and Elizabeth... Both lied to the experts and said they wanted kids. And then when they got married, they're like, we don't actually want kids. And I wonder if these two probably fall in the no kids spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, in checking in with the other couples and their reactions to the situation they're in, Emily and Brennan are standing, they're talking. Emily's like, isn't it weird being back in our wedding venue? Brennan mm-hmm. said it hasn't hit him. They're just supporting their friends. He said, I used to go to the same wedding venues over and over. And I couldn't understand if that meant he had been to this wedding venue over and over or some other wedding venue over and over. And he says that it hasn't hit that this is our wedding wedding venue. Oh, God. How? How do you miss that? And it, it, it's not like they got married five years ago. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's been five uh, weeks. <laughs> like, he's just uninvested in anything. Emily's trying to emotionally bond about the fact that they're in the place where they got married and he is not having anything. Um, He says he's excited for their honeymoon. And Emily says that's where things go downhill. So what advice would you give them? And Emily says, prepare for the honeymoon stage. It will end. And Brennan says, as long as the feelings don't change, it will never end. Uh, I felt like he was telling her something. Did you feel like he was telling her something? Because he was telling her that his feelings changed. That's why. (laughs) I did quite understand, but I think Emily did because she was making her faces again. But with Brennan, I never know what he's trying to say. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I didn't think he was being very subtle. Um, <laughs> Emily is at the bar. She's talking it, it, uh, on the fly about how she just tries to have fun here and hope he comes along. She's dancing. She's having a good time. I think we're supposed to be scandalized because she's dancing with somebody else and then somebody else drops their glass and it breaks. And they kind of shoot it as if Brennan is walking away in frustration because someone else broke a glass while dancing with Emily. I don't think that was true. I think that was some editing nonsense. I agree. We never saw him say, I'm mad someone broke a wine glass while Emily was dancing with them. It didn't even seem to be her fault, but I'm not sure. I think... They were trying to make it seem like she was drunk or had too much and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're there with your wife and she asks you to dance, at least give her one dance and go away. But not, no, help yourself. You lead the way. You do what you need to do. It's not nice. And then you'll turn around and say, same, when she says, I'm trying. You're not trying, dude. They show her going to the bar. There was a lot, this whole segment was a lot of trying to show a story that may or may not have been happening. So we had to see a shot of Emily going to the bar and ordering. And then we had to see the glass break as if all the, and then we had to see Brennan walking away. And I just, like I said, that wasn't, I don't think that was what was really going on. Yeah. So they have their send off with sparklers. Loved it. Um, photographed and just has a great visual with the sparklers. Michael, in his like wrap up of the wedding interview, he's like, he sees a future with her and he has confidence that with her silly side and that she's intelligent and that she's sweet, they're going to work out. 
Chloe says, does cloud 12 exist? Because all the boxes have been ticked. So they get in the car and they drive away. Then they go to the Thompson Hotel again. Um, And Michael carries her over the threshold, bumps her head a little, dumps her on the bed. Um, She says the room is beautiful. He helps her with her buttons. It's cute. She doesn't look like she wishes he wasn't touching her. (laughs) Um, In their interviews, they just talk about how it feels great being married. She does make a joke about having the eyelashes on her forehead before she goes in to take her makeup off. And then when she decides to come out, she she sticks an eyelash to her forehead on purpose. (laughs) And she's wearing a lot of clothes to go to bed. But they kiss. That's weird. (laughs) But I couldn't tell if she was wearing something underneath, so then maybe it was just easy access. She could just take it off. I don't know. Um, But yeah, they get under the covers, they cuddle, they kiss, and lights out. I mean, it's looking good for them. But oh, she was also like, I think she was open to if she had sex or not, because when he was cuddling her, she's like, don't tempt me. And later on on after party, she goes in a different direction. But, well, I mean, well, I have high hopes for these two because I have nothing else to hope for. <laughs> oh, one thing that I didn't mention during the cake cu- cutting, I was so nervous about the cake. The cake looked like it didn't have enough support, like it was going to topple over. I, part of it did fall, like one part of the decor fell off, but oh, I didn't notice that it was it was jiggly. Hmm. So, Kane, who has your bouquet this week? Despite all of my yak, yakety yak, my bouquet goes to Chloe and Michael. Mostly because that's the only couple that was spotlighted. <laughs> but no, I give them credit. Like, even if it feels like we get fake outs and the weddings are just you know, so nice and sweet. And then they give us the real truth later. We have to live in the now. And they gave us like a great wedding. They really were into each other. It's always such a relief, even though I don't know these people when they're like, I'm attracted to my wife. I'm attracted to my husband. It's like, whoo, okay, now we can go and do it. So they had a great wedding. They had a great first night and kudos to them. Who has yours? I'm going to give it to Chloe and Michael, but I'm also, you know what? I'm going to give it to all the castmates who showed up and were positive and I think intentionally went in and say, we are not going to say one bad word about our marriages. Bouquets for them for showing up and doing good while still delivering content on the side. Very much appreciated. So Tane, who has your burnt ashes? (laughs) This is a little unfair, but what what are we going to do? I'm giving it to Claire. Let my man go. Let camera go. <laughs> like I, <laughs> the whole you meet my husband, he's not here. The whole doing a phone call, talking about I miss you, the wedding thing. You did not want the man when he was there. There was friction. Let him at least heal or let there be some space to breathe or something. But just it's okay, Claire. Just let him go. Who has <laughs> I mean, we. I think we had somewhat decided not to give it to him anymore, but I would go ahead and give it to Brennan. I'm just showing up to be an ass to Emily in a new place. Um, <laughs> it's like collecting stamps for all the places has been an asshole to her. Uh, oh, after I gave him credit for showing up to be supportive for Michael. So, you know what? He gets a bouquet for his 
Michael interactions is that he gets a burnt ashes for his marriage that continues to be trash. Mm-hmm. Versatility. <laughs> so, as usual, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A L T A R C A L L M A F S. We love hearing from you guys on the socials. Uh, tell us what you think about Chloe and Michael. Are you like me? Are you just like so happy to see people who are happy and hope that they are happy forever? Or have you watched the show a few times and know that they're headed for a crash? Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe. And that way you don't miss any episodes when they come out late, when they come out early. Please give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Don't forget the episode is going to be late next week, but we'll have an episode and we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.